Okay, don't look at it. I have I can't see. Good. Rocky <laughs> is blind without yeah. her glasses, so she came purposefully blind as to surprise herself. Okay, I'm I had to drive, so I did not come blind. Damn it, Kelsey. When are you gonna be dedicated to this podcast? Oh. Uh. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Tell I Say It Out Loud. This is our final episode of the year, even though we just started. Um, last last New Year's resolution, I definitely had for like, I don't know, like the fifth year in a row, start podcast on my resolution list. So even though I got it in just under the line, I did finally do it. So we're just a few episodes in and we're ending our 2023 run with this episode We'll come back at the beginning of January 2024 with a whole lot of other stuff. We've got a ton of ideas, ton of new guests, and just uh, a lot of fun coming in the new year. This episode, you're going to hear from me, Kelsey, and Rocky, my girls who have been on already on my first two episodes. We're going to recap a lot of chaotic randomness in pop culture from 2023 starting in January just chronologically all the way through the year it's a blast it is a little chaotic I'm not even sure at some points what each of us were saying um (laughs) but you'll notice that my voice is pretty deep right now it's December everyone around me (laughs) that I know is struggling with a a sore throat or allergies or a runny nose or something. And just about a week ago was my karaoke birthday. So I kicked off losing my voice then and it just got worse <laughs> throughout the week. So just bear with us. We did pause a lot to cough and I edited around it. So we make a lot of silly jokes at a few celebrities expense Hope you guys are cool with that. But overall, I think we do a pretty good job uh, reminding each other all the weird stuff that happened this year. So enjoy, buckle in. I hope you guys have a great new year and we will see you in 2024. This is our year end wrap up for 2023. I have a timeline in front of me. To my left is our friend Kelsey. She did the Taylor Swift list with us. To my right is our friend Rocky. She created the Taylor Swift metric and she came and talked to us about the first half of the crown. They don't know what I have like here in front of me. Like I did some research and I collected all of, I would say like mostly pop culture references for this year. And we're just going to do a little recap together. Um, with my uh, notes here in front of me and see what they think. So I've got everything broken down by month. And then at the very end, I have like a miscellaneous. So Mm -hmm. you guys tell me, do you want to do miscellaneous before we go through the timeline or at the end? I think at the end. Yeah. Okay. I'm a fan of wrapping things up with a miscellaneous. I'm down. Okay. So we're going to start this episode by giving a little impression about our year 2023. Let's start with Kelsey. Tell me your impression of your experience with 2023. Um, <laughs> not as bad as 2022, but it can still get fucked. 
Oh, there you go. You can say fuck. Okay. I was like, I know at one point we weren't supposed to be cursing, so. No, I think you just promised your mom you wouldn't. I don't think she listened, though, so if she does. Sorry, Lisa. Well, I'm nearly 40, so I feel like I've earned the right to be able to say say that. I've worked in customer service for 10 years. I feel like I've earned the right. You probably needed to say it to some of those people. Rocky, what is your impression? Oh, man. It has... (laughs) been very uh exhausting challenging but also very good very healing yeah but just a lot i definitely understand that yeah you've gone through a lot of ups and downs all leading to a good place but i get it yeah and i think that the the overall sense of 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 the year has been like what the hell like what the fuck like yeah mm-hmm. it's just I keep on being like, am am I dreaming? Is this actually happening? Um, And then it's hard to remember all the things that have happened because it's just been gotten crazier and crazier. So, Yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like the entirety of the 20s so far has been a WTF, like every single year. I mean, I was talking to Tucker last night and he was like, was the slap this year or last year? (laughs) Oh my God, I guess it was last year. It was last year. It was last year. So I had to Google... What year did the slap happen? Which was, now if you think about it, the, the Oscars are coming up again, so it was nearly two years ago, but it right. does feel like it, it happened. It feels like it just happened. Also, if you don't know what the slap is, you're probably not listening to this podcast because <laughs> only people who would know that would probably listen to this because you know me. But the slap is when Will Smith charged onto stage and just slapped the crap out of Chris, whatever his name is. Rock? Yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> the zebra from that uh, zoo movie. Anyways, okay. Uh, my impression of 2023 is um, kind of awesome. Like, it's been tough. I would agree with Rocky that it's been very healing, I think, personally. Like, I feel like when you reach your late 30s, you start feeling your – you enter your healing era. Yes. As, like, you give less of a crap about things, you are able to, like, gain more healing. But – Corey. I do feel a little that y'all have a better grasp on your careers, and I was just in a job that I really hated. No, you oh, you totally really did, like it, like right under the radar, like right <laughs> under the line here at the end of the year, yes. finally found your way through yes. it. It's been a struggle yeah. this year for sure. So I didn't mean to cut you off no, about Corey. Fine. I was just like, just I was just in a job that I really That's part of Maybe you're going to enter your healing era now. God, I hope so. I hope so too. But no, yeah, me and Corey moved into... The place we're in now, we love it. So much is coming. That's great. He started his tattoo apprenticeship, which has been really tough on our schedule because we don't get to see each other as much, but it's been overall pretty great. So we're going to start with January. Obviously, we're just going to go chronologically. We're going to save miscellaneous for the end. So some of these things, we are all going to have a lot to say. Some of these things, maybe only one of us will have a lot to say. Some of these things... Maybe two of us will have a lot to say. Um, None of them should be things that none of us care about. So if we leave something off, it might just be something that didn't hit my radar personally. I tried to compile this list based on what I know we could talk about. (laughs) Um, So the first thing, sorry, Kelsey, we're going to talk about Harry's book, Spare. Oh, man. I It dropped in January. I'm like, that was this year, which is really- Barely. Yeah, barely. Wow. And I'm just going back and re-listening to it because I just finished part two of The Crown. And um, and there's, I have a lot of notes, and so I'm needing to check. 
<laughs> what? Uh, and so I'm listening to She's that part. She's fact checking the crown by being like, I don't know if that's what Harry said. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, because they were very unfair to him. I'm just saying. You I'm, predicted that. It sounds like you're right. It's yeah, it is very unfair. Anyways, <laughs> so when when Harry's book dropped, I remember because I had already read like part of Diana's biography. Um, and so I was like ready for spare to yeah. drop. And I remember wanting the tea and just, um, all of the headlines that came out specifically about Harry's frostbitten penis yep. and like how it was all just like weird stories about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And a lot of people thought he was being petty cause he made references to, William losing his hair and I'm like that's facts like it's just is. true we can all see it <laughs> that's also siblings though yes. <laughs> well also like in the book Harry talks about how he was always seen as a the spare like mm-hmm. he essentially was like was like born to be like like a backup yeah for like for organ do- doning for Jeez. his brother so that's, that was his life, you know? And yeah. it's, yeah. So I, I feel like he's very justified in having some sense of... Like resentment. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. absolutely. Well, and I just, anybody who listened to the Crown episode or knows me in real life or knows Rocky in real life knows how we feel about the royal family and how we feel about Diana and specifically Harry. And so, like, I just remember, like, feeling very protective. And I was like, this man who is a year older than me, he is my son now. And, like, just going on Twitter, like, shut up, you weird monarchist. I will also say, I think it was really great that Harry talked about his mental health, specifically after um, being in the military and coming out of that. And, And I just really appreciated the transparency in that because... You know, considering his family and everything, they're not supposed to show emotion or talk about that at all. And he really has advocated for that and really has worked to help other um, other members of, you know, mm-hmm. like military forces who have very had to deal with PTSD and everything Mm -hmm. yeah and just been an advocate for like his wife's mental health and like postpartum depression and just like all kinds of things anyways we love Harry is he perfect no but we love him and we loved his book and how long did it take you to listen it took you like no time yeah it I I couldn't stop listening to it so I would be like cleaning the house while listening to it and going on walks and it was um you know, it took me maybe about a week to, to get through it. Yeah. It, it is really long. Yeah. <laughs> it's it extremely long. Okay, so the next thing, I don't know why I included this, except that it was just weird and it happened this year. Austin Butler's weird Elvis accent. <laughs> Do y'all oh. ever remember that? Yes. He couldn't get out of it. <laughs> I never saw Elvis, and I've been yelled at by my grandma like eight times because she watched it in theaters like five times. My parents really liked it. Did uh, you see it? Did you like I it? I did not like it, but... I thought that Austin Butler's performance was great, but I just didn't think the movie was that good. But um, Tom Hanks was like, <laughs> yeah, and I think that that was bad that it. made it really bad. <laughs> and I've heard Jacob Elordi's a better Elvis than Priscilla. Yeah, but I've also heard that he's barely in it, so it's like really easy to do. I need to see Priscilla. Yeah. And I mean, granted, a movie that hinges around a man that they're barely in, I'm down with. True. 
I, I, yes. I do need to see Priscilla to compare, but I, I don't know. I, I always find it odd when, like, these method actors are kind of, like, stuck in whatever it is. And they can't get out of it. It's like, sir, go to, please go to therapy. Are you I, okay? Like when Jared Leto mailed Margot Robbie oh, the, no. oh. on the... I think it was Viola Davis. Because Viola was da- all of them. I Maybe think. you're right. It's probably yeah. all. It was like dead rats and stuff. It was like dead or live. I don't know. But Viola Davis was like, don't ever talk to me ever again. Yeah. It, I like, respect her. What's wrong with you, you psycho? Well, he- Also, he was a terrible joker. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, stop apologizing. <laughs> But I do think it's funny that I literally will fight you if you keep apologizing. That Vanessa Hudgens like fight me. really pushed to get you know Austin Butler to like audition for Elvis and got helped him get that role. And then when they when they interviewed him about why he was interested in in auditioning for the role or whatever, he was like, "Oh, a friend." A friend suggested. Oh, okay. Not, not his 10-year-long girlfriend. Are they still together? No, 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 no. no, no. That was the big thing. That's well, what I thought. I don't know if he cheated. But, like, after he went to go... Uh, he blew up so, and he said, I don't need Miss Gabriella Montez. She just got school. married. She yeah. just got married, like, in the last two weeks. And she looked stunning and happy. Oh, great. I'm so happy for so her. So she's happy. But, like, some... I read a headline that said... Vanessa Hudgens found her Troy Bolton. I was like, don't say that. She literally dated Zac Efron. It makes you sound <laughs> right. like she married Zac Efron. So um, in February was our Super Bowl, which was Riri's Super Bowl halftime show and where she revealed she was pregnant. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I watched it. You're not a Riri. No, fan. I think I was watching Real Housewives that night. I just We're really love to, that. Getting to know Kelsey better. <laughs> I love that Riri was like, I don't need any mm-hmm. guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, artists. I don't need to move around. I, I'm good on my own. Yeah, like, she's like, I don't need to do pretty much anything. I don't need to do the Super Bowl. You're, you're welcome. I'm yes, just doing it. Pretty much. I mean, I thought that that was pretty epic. Like, mm-hmm. it was, there were no guests. It was just her, mm-hmm. and she was pregnant, and she rocked the fuck out of it. Did you hear that she, did you ever read that she um, studied Beyonce's pregnancy reveal at the oh, Grammys I to see not. how, yeah. So uh, I was like, oh, well, that's really Okay. Cool. The next thing that happened was that aliens were announced to be real via testimony <laughs> in front of Congress. Oh, okay. gosh. So this is a family question that we have. All the time. We debate it almost every holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were driving down the road, like a back road, mm-hmm. and aliens landed in front of you and mm-hmm. said, come with me, no question. You can't ask questions, yes or no. If it's the Are doctor? Are you going? Is it it's the no- doctor? No, yeah. we're thinking just standard aliens. I would say... He's an alien. <laughs> I, I mean, if... They're non-fuckable aliens. All right, so not David Tennant got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have to ask a couple questions. Then you're not allowed to go. I know. (laughs) But let me say the two questions I have was, one, can I bring my cats? Okay. And two, how long are we going to be gone? Is it is, what is relative, like, is time relative? Is it going to be for how long? And am I going to get back and everyone that I know and love is going to be dead? So those are practical questions. Because if, I'd go. Yeah, if I would not go. So we have a yes and a no and in the middle. Yes. <laughs> I just think it's really funny that when that was announced, that 
everyone was already so exhausted, but for by the year that we were just like, okay, like I know and it was February, and we yeah. were still just like, all right, <laughs> no one, no one blew up, no one freaked out. We were just like, yep, that that of course, yes, we knew, but thanks for for finally like revealing the truth. And what else are you hiding? Okay, let's move on. Yeah, no one gave no one gave a shit. <laughs> The next thing that happened in February, and the only reason to put this on here is because there's someone I adore who who participated in this trend. The big red cartoon-ass boots. Do you remember those that look like cartoons? No, the croc ones that they, they like, weren't crocs. Or they're mischief. They're extremely expensive. Yes. That's all I know. I have no idea what Giancarlo Esposito got a pair, and he Aww. was showing them off on his Instagram, and I was like... Sir, like oh, he had bossy boots. He did. I was like, okay, Gustavo. Like I was just like, damn, that, those are the dumbest things I ever saw. And then I saw Giancarlo Esposito in them, and I was like, yes. I, I was not here for this trend. I had no idea this thing existed. And I, I can't say look at anything. The boots. I you own, would get them. I own adult Lightning McQueen Crocs that light up. This is a person who has Shrek. It's a Shrek, Shrek doormat. Do, do you not have the Shrek? Uh, I didn't get those. Hudson props? got those. Oh, because I thought that you need them. If I knew you hadn't gotten them, that would have been a Christmas present. <laughs> Rocky just almost spit her teeth. <laughs> um, that might happen a couple of times. <laughs> if you guys can't tell, all of us are struggling because it's like mid-December and our throats are, we're not sick. Knock on wood. But we all have like dry, scratchy throats. So yep. we're all struggling. Okay. Literally, we just stopped to cough earlier. Okay. The final thing in February is eyebrow gate. When Selena <gasps> versus Kylie and <laughs> Haley. I cannot believe that happened oh this my year. God. Do you remember? Yes. So what happened, if you guys don't remember who's li- who are listening at home, um, apparently Selena Gomez posted a video of her eyebrows or something and then Kylie and Haley did like a weird like duet or like a reference to it in a TikTok where they were being kind of catty Kylie or Kendall I oh see I don't know the difference (laughs) so Kendall and Haley are BFFs I thought it was Kylie because Kylie does the makeup but Kendall's the model yeah I know the difference in that I know one of them is recognizable to me and the other I get uncanny valley because she looks so different from who i remember her on keeping up with the kardashians but i thought it was the makeup one okay but i I could be wrong because i thought it was kylie's like eyebrow something or other that she was referencing and Haley bieber was like in the background like being mean and so selena fan what are they called selenators were like coming for blood with Haley bieber like throwing shade apparently or whatever and there's a callback to it now because Selena is now dating Selena. No, bit Benny Blanco. Benny Blanco who I was like, that buddy. Yes. But also, she, like, some fans commented on it, and she was like, he makes me happy and all this stuff. And then someone copy and pasted what she yes. said on Justin Bieber's yes, Instagram. I saw that. That was like, these are your fans. They've supported you. And I was like, it said the something internet like, is forever. Like, she literally said something like, like, you should only post these things for you and your girlfriend, it should be private or something. Mm-hmm. And so they responded to her about that. Yeah. And she didn't recognize it was her own words. So she was like, whatever, I'll do, I'll always stand up for it. And I was like, girl, put the phone down. Of course, the next night, Taylor and her were out in New York. And I was like, that's a good friend. She's like, get out of the house, Selena. Let's yeah. go. Let's <laughs> go out. Down. Okay, so now we're in March. This is your time to shine. 
Okay. Because this is when Scandoval <gasps> took place. Oh. Talk to us about it, Kelsey, as the resident yes. reality show guru. So it was a Friday afternoon when it broke. <laughs> and I know I, where I was. It's like the I was, I was sitting at my desk and I looked down at my phone and it said, Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox break up. Tom Sandoval had a months long affair with Raquel. And I, <laughs> no, you're a much better. And we did find out that wasn't her actual name. Her name is Rachel. She changed it to Raquel when of she course. moved to Hollywood. What a Ted Cruz ass bitch. Yep. So, um, and now she was like, I did that because of my mental health. Please call me Rachel again. Uh, so, okay. and now she's saying if people call her Raquel, which is what she was known Wait, when she entered the scene, she they're needed, dead naming. <laughs> she needed to be Raquel for her mental health. It's no. like, uh, what was it? Alec Baldwin's wife. Hilaria. 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 But her name is Hillary. So I was sitting there Friday afternoon, get the news alert. And I have like three people that I talk Bravo with regularly. And I pick up the phone and I call Vanessa and I was like, Vanessa, Tom and Ariana broke up. He's been cheating and all this. And my best friend that I lived with for years, Holly is also texting me. And she was like, oh my God, did you see the news? Like what's going on? So the background with this is Tom, when the show started, Tom was dating Kristen and they were all best friends. So Tom was dating Kristen. Stassi was dating Jax. And Katie was dating a different Tom. Stassi. Yes. Then there was all this thing where there was like, Tom Sandoval's cheating on Kristen. And then it came out that Kristen had cheated on Tom Sandoval with Jax. And so it was this whole big blow up. And so then, I can't even begin to right. keep all those people straight. So then Tom got with Ariana. They had been together for 10 years. That on part that I did House know. together. I did like, know that part. And he cheated on her. The affair started the weekend she had to put her dog of 14 oh years gosh. down. Like that was, she was like, Charlotte was my Pokemon. He's a monster. Like, and he, she came home from a girl's trip to go put Charlotte down. And this is all on film. And he's, she's like, okay, let's go to the vet. And he was like, oh, we're going straight there. And she was like, yes, Tom, we're going straight there. So like. And he had said, like, she doesn't want to have... It had been years and years of him just treating her incredibly poorly. And so when all this came out, all of us were like, how dare you? Like, he had enroached on all of this stuff. So now they've wrapped filming and all that. But just to wrap it up, Ariana just went to the finals on Dancing with the Stars. She's about to be Roxy Hart in Chicago oh, on Broadway. I heard about that. Good for her. And Tom Sandoval was in some reality show where he was literally carried by JoJo Siwa. I saw that. So. I was like, JoJo Siwa, is she going to like body slam him? Like she literally She literally picked, picked up. up this 40-year-old and like they're not in over their the 30s. Side. This man is 40 years old what a loser. acting oh like this. What a loser. And the reunion, like, it blew up, and they actually released on Peacock. And Didn't they I'm, have three parts to this, right? They always do a bunch of parts, oh, okay, but okay. this is the first time that we had gotten it where it was uncensored. Dang. So on Peacock, you got to watch them cuss each other out. And, like, one of them got up to, like, yell, DJ James Kennedy got up to yell, and then Andy Cohen had to literally grab him and say, Stay in your fucking chair. <laughs> like, it was wild. I, I do not know how he corrals them, like, all Andy Cohen. It would be so stressful. It would be, I remember when that was happening because Kelsey came 
and did some kind of plans with me and I knew she really loved me because she skipped one of the parts of that to watch later. Yes, I, <laughs> I did. don't even remember what we were doing when I was I don't like, either, but I was a good like, friend. I will skip this for you. Well, it was in March. We can go back and see what we did in March. Also, uh, Andy's cards like got knocked out of his hand because he was trying to separate it. And you just have Andy Cohen sitting there going, my cards. Oh, no. And he sits down and Ariana's like, sorry about your cards. <laughs> Sorry so it was just like great pop culture and reality. And now there's this trend that everyone's trying to recreate Scandaval because you there's other things. Because it's real. It well, happened. Okay, so the next thing that happened in March, I don't know if either of you care very much, but I thought it was funny. It's the Gwyneth Paltrow ski trial <laughs> where... <laughs> oh, Kelsey almost spit this time. <sighs> where this guy... And it was like, it happened in 2016. So this guy was trained to just... It was seven years ago. So she was trying to, he was trying to just gouge her for money because he ran into her. And then to TBI, right? And then he, yeah, I guess. And so then he sued her and then he lost and she countersued like Taylor Swift did for $1 (laughs) just as a symbolic retribution. And when she walked out of the, the courtroom, she leaned over to him and whispered, I wish you well. And I felt like that was like the most badass. Like, I'm no Gwyneth Paltrow fan. Like, Goop is like literally evil and insane. I want that candle. Science, the vagina candle. I think it'd be so funny. But the fact that she leaned over to him and was like, I wish you well. And then just dipped and he owes her a dollar. Okay, April is when the Eras tour began. And we all got to go to the same show. Okay, I do have to say, I remember when the Airs Tour started, and, like, the night one, and everyone was blown away, and then, like, you sent me photos from that night, Mm -hmm. and we didn't have tickets, Mm -mm. and we were all like, we have to find a way to go! Yeah, it was, I'll tell you what got me, I was watching, it was TikTok, and they, and there was just, like, all these people were, were videoing. And what got me, because I was like, oh, this all looks so cute. Look, oh, that's beautiful. Oh, my God. And then midnight rain happened, and she's in a freaking, like, pink cloud in the air and, like, floating down. And I was like, I got to go to where that is. I need to see it. Oh, my God. Like... I conned my way into free tickets at the Eras Tour. Kelsey really, she really, like, found a way in, but me and Rocky spent an absorbent, like, amount. And we were like, we're not going to sit together, but we're going to find a way to go. Yeah. Both of us did. I mean, didn't you have trauma with, like, the girls next to you, like, vomiting the whole time? Okay, let me tell the story. Yes. I don't have trauma, but it was a story. <laughs> right. I was like, it this is a better story than me being there with my baby cousins. Which was adorable. They were so sweet. One but... of them was 22, which you can imagine was very cute when 22 And it was their on. first concert. Oh, so nothing's ever good. They're right. Always I was like, like, well. Every concert from here is going to be a disappointment. Okay. So what happened to me at the Aero Store, which began in April, for us, I mean, might have started in March. but It started like March 17th. So what happened to me was I was so we all sat separate from each other because that was the only way to get good tickets and I sat next to this cute little 10 year old girl and her mom and then I sat next to these nice like a woman my age and her mom and so there's like a difference on either side but they're both really cool and we're having a great time and then these two women to my left behind me have had way too much to drink and are definitely like crossfading 
Um, I don't know what they took, but they are on something. And so during the end of the folklore set, I look behind me and these two women are passed out, fully tangled up on the ground at a stadium. And you guys have to know how disgusting that is to be on the ground. So what ends up happening is we try many times to get someone to come up and like get these girls off out of there. Um, and it doesn't work until a mom in a red blazer like storms <laughs> down there. And she looks like the woman who's going to get the most shit done. Like, what a Highland ready. Park Dallas mom situation. <laughs> it could have been from anywhere because this was in Arlington. So it could have literally been any kind of like Karen. But she was using her powers for good at this moment. Right. So I, someone is gone. Red blazer lady goes. I look over and the one of the girls in the front has now swung her legs over into our like row and is plopped down into my row now. So she is now rolled over into my roll. But this is after she is puked into the chair that she rolls into. So the people who are next to me have run away because the, they're too outrun the puke. And this girl is like seated in her own puke. Sorry, trigger warning puke story. So now we have people who are like paramedics coming up and when they take people away from a bleacher situation, they have to use an upright gurney, which looks like a chair, like a like an electric chair that they have to strap these women to. So they strap the woman who is still on the floor behind me to this like Hannibal Lecter ass chair. Do you- she fully does not look like she even knows her own name or is is she a human. It was a chair. Like an electric chair where they have to, at every joint, hook you up to this chair. Because they're going straight up and down these bleacher stairs. So they can't do a regular gurney because she could slip off like a freaking slide and go <laughs> and like be gone. So then they have like these two men in the front. One of them is like trying to like guide the guy going backwards down the stairs who's carrying her from one end down. It was a whole thing. So finally, they're gone. Puke remains, but they're gone. And I'm like, please, please get this finished before 1989 starts. And so I missed the entire folklore set and my and my show. But the entire time, because I was next to a 10-year-old, I was like trying to run interference because her mom was not chill. Like she kept just like gawking at these women. And I didn't want her to get traumatized by watching this happen. So I was just like singing extra loud and like doing really big hand gestures to the folklore songs. Like, wow, wow, look how cool Taylor is. Cause Taylor was like towards the other like way that the women were the opposite behind me. And so if they were to my left, I was trying to get this girl to look to the right because that's what Taylor was. And her mom was not helping. And thankfully they were gone by the time 1989 happened. But then when the secret songs came on, that's when this guy with a mop came up and started cleaning the puke. And I was like, we've already gone this far. Could you guys please just let us enjoy the show? All we have left is midnight. So it's like, all we have left is the final set. But I was at the end of the day, I'm glad they cleaned up the puke before he had to leave. <laughs> I, I will say I, I had, was a Taylor fan before I went to see the, the concert. But seeing her live really changed me like it put me in another level level of like just being like a taylor fan and i did not realize i was like holy shit she is really hot the yes. one that and was what all of our messages said at the, yes, when she first I was, came I out did not, i never thought that but then 
just her energy and her charisma, like, on stage, it just, I was like, okay, I'm gay for Taylor, and I am really enjoying all these songs I never really cared for, and so that started my Taylor Swift journey and where I listened to all of her albums this year, so... Yeah, there is something about seeing some songs that you don't like by her live and you're like, well, maybe it's not so bad. And then you listen and you're like, well, now I remember the performance and that yes, was cool. it was so good. The next thing on the list is about Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift breaking up because they broke up like <laughs> I was getting right a tattoo after that. Yeah. Yes. Which was really interesting because night one of Arlington, that's when she changed the song mm-hmm. um, to the one at the beginning. Because it had been invisible string. This, yes. Mm-hmm. And then she, she switched it and everyone was really curious why. And then like the next week after, that's when it was mm-hmm. announced that they broke up. Because I went to go get my book tattoo and you were sitting there and you go, Kelsey, Taylor and Joe broke up. And I was like... What? And Aida, mm-hmm. who was tattooing me, was mm-hmm. like, I've got to text my girlfriend right now. <laughs> it was very shocking. So the next thing that happened in April was that Tucker Carlson got fired from Fox News. <laughs> I, I haven't that. thought about that Muppet man in so long. Isn't it nice? Because we used to have to think about him all the time. But since he got fired, only people who seek him out have to think about him. So May is when that old shitty man was coronated. King Charles. Oh, gosh. And the Grim Reaper shadow went past in the background. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay, so people zoomed in on the coronation, and there was a figure in the back that looked like the freaking Grim Reaper, and I was like, I hope he works quickly. (laughs) I love about that was that they had been, you know, spending months preparing for it, and they had been asking all of these artists to perform for the coronation, and no one wanted to perform. No, mm-hmm. and the only person that did was Katy Perry. Well, she wanted all these oh. British artists. Well, yes. and she's like married to Orlando Bloom, and so she kind of is like British adjacent. <laughs> she did make fun of uh, Meghan's wedding dress. She's a bitch. Okay, yeah. <laughs> screw Katy Perry. No, but she also sang fireworks. Yes, which is like about the Fourth of July. <laughs> doing you cannot There's literally the line like the fourth of july <laughs> literally that's what i mean like what is happening anyways they also said there remember when like camilla was coming down and everyone thought it was they were singing i like vagina camilla <laughs> but it, it was actually vivat regina camilla but i'm sorry girl i like vagina camilla is the kind of canon at, at, at this mean, point i mean turn into a song so i mean her so hair is her hair is giving like 1970s lesbian. Yes. I hate her because of Harry's book and I hate her because of Diana yes. and like what she's always been. Like I I know that people are mean to her because they, they make fun of the way she looks, but I just think she's a bad person. So I think if she looks bad, it's because she deserves to look bad because she's a bad person. That's karma. <laughs> karma. She's just... Oh, also the WGA strike began in May. Oh, wow. Which, so that shocked me because it felt like it started way later in the year, but it's because it lasted so long. Yeah. And I I just remembered, I was like, you know, I wonder how long this, um, there's got to be a point that, you know, we're we're either we're only going to have like reality TV or Mm -hmm. they're like all of of these, like... (laughs) 
all of these um, major companies, Netflix, Disney, are going to run out of shows, and then they're going to finally have to, like, actually pay. That's exactly. it took forever. <laughs> they're so disgusting. They were so gross for that. I remember them talking about, like, one of their... They literally said, they, like, they physically, verbally, with their own mouths and voice said, yeah, we have enough money to last us, so we're just going to wait for them to, like, lose their houses and, like, go hungry. They literally said that. They're disgusting. Capitalism is evil. Anyways, shall we start June? June is fun. Okay, yes. You're going to love this one. Okay. Ocean Gate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Have you seen the memes where it's like, why did I get coal in my stocking? And it flashes back to, like, June, me sharing every meme about Ocean Gate. Literally, y'all, I could not stop. Okay, so first of all, everyone needs to understand the way that I feel about the Titanic. Like, it is... The Roman Empire is probably one of the things I should have included on here because that was this year. Titanic is my Roman Empire. Like, it is something I think about genuinely, at least at minimum, twice a week. Anytime I see a meme referencing the Titanic or the movie Titanic, I'm like, this was made for me. Like, I genuinely am so connected to that damn ship. And so when I heard this story about some billionaire dumbasses trying to do the exact same thing that ended up sinking that Titanic just with like more modern technology in order to go see the original Titanic. I was losing my mind and I was a teacher on summer vacation. So all I had to do that whole time that was happening was just continue to refresh and look at all the TikToks and all the memes. It was a brilliant moment especially in this era of eat the rich to be honest the only one i felt bad for was the teenager that was a really sad story i remember reading that he wanted to impress his dad for like father's day Mm -hmm. and that he was scared to go but he was like i'll go he was like i really want to do this because my dad wants to do this. it's so so sad and then also do you remember what the controller of this thing was? Yeah, I have a nicer one that I use. <laughs> like, what is it? Explain to me what it is. I mean, so it's an off-brand <laughs> yes. These are billionaires, and they don't even get the name brand controller. Right. That is so quintessential, like, just men. It is. <laughs> and, like, off-brand controllers are fine. I have a really cute retro <laughs> Pikachu one that I synced up to my TV yeah. so I can play PC games. But... I would never use that to drive my car. Would you use it to go into a submersible to see the Titanic? No, because if James Cameron has turned down the opportunity, I'm good. Also, James Cameron has done it himself with like his own submersible. Right. Like if James Cameron is saying, "Mm, that doesn't sound right and he's done it. I'm not, I'm going to listen to the man who's done it before. Listen to the man who wrote a self-insert fan fiction about Titanic and it became one of the highest grossing films of all time. Right. Am I wrong? I've only seen Titanic once, so. That's sad for you. It was with you. Yeah, I didn't. You're welcome. (laughs) I've watched many a documentary. I was a big fan of the Magic (sighs) Treehouse Tonight on the Titanic book, but I just love the Titanic so much. Okay, one day I'm gonna have podcast episode about where I talk about Titanic, and I don't know what I'll say. Just lots of things because I love it. But okay, so once they finally um, (laughs) discovered what happened. They realized that days before they had heard the implosion, but they still expended all of these billions and billions of dollars to try to find, or maybe millions of dollars, I don't know, but try to find these billionaires when like it was 
probably there was never going to be any way to recover anything. And I don't know. I feel like there's another comment about capitalism somewhere oh, in there. Absolutely. Well, and wasn't there a humanitarian crisis yes, happening yes. at that exact There was a moment? refugee crisis at that moment, and, and they were like, mm, we shall expend zero dollars to help. But we're going to go help these billionaires. Yeah. Who are dumb enough to put themselves in that position yeah. in the first place. I think that's, and I want to be clear, because I think it sounds very inhumane if you're thinking of things in out of context that we're like laughing at the demise of these people. But when you're considering the context of these are, such rich men who a should not be that rich because it is unethical to be a billionaire that is my stance on that and if you have that much money you should be giving away enough of it not to have that much money anymore and not be a billionaire anymore um in order to help the humanitarian crises um and then you're thinking secondarily or b or whatever the next thing is that i said i can't remember if i said a or b or c or f or whatever 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 the next one is these people chose to be in this situation while refugees at that time in the humanitarian crisis in no way chose to be in that situation. We're forced into a situation they're trying to escape. And the idea that we should feel bad for these men who put themselves into a situation when they would not lift a finger or donate a cent to like use their funds for anything better than oh, look, I'm going to swing my dick around and go see the Titanic. And it's not a mundane accident like a car accident. Because I can put myself in the shoes of a car accident. Or even a private jet, which I can get my head around better. The helicopter accident with Kobe. Oh, my God, terrible. I can put myself as I could one day be in a helicopter. Especially because so many (laughs) officials told them, do not do this. This is dangerous. Mm -hmm. Like... This doesn't meet any standards. And you, like, when you think that you can do whatever you want because you feel like you have the money and the power and that nothing will happen to you because you are that powerful. So you can either buy your way out of it Mm -hmm. or it it almost makes you feel... Like they it seem they deem themselves as being immortal. Yes. But yet they're causing... Yeah, they're causing Mm -hmm. so much uh there's so many consequences to their actions mm, that affect damage. all of us like how mm-hmm. m- much money was spent mm-hmm. that could have gone and how many like countries had to like come together to try to help save these and how much resources and yes. time that was using. and i think that's exactly where you're that's exactly the point that i totally forgot that yeah. you just made is that they have never been in a situation, and this was a point so many TikToks made at the time, where money couldn't save their ass. Yes. And so they just had such a like disconnect to what true reality is. They're just like, oh yeah, I can do whatever I want. I can use this terrible connected like controller to do this. I can do this. I can do that. Because every time I do anything, my money gets me out of it. They have no sense of actual reality. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to is that they did a stupid thing because they're so rich that they're absolutely just the dumbest people in the world. Yeah. And you feel like sorry that sorry that you deserve it. Like sorry you deserve it. People try to tell you choices. They fired people at Ocean Gate before who were trying to raise alarms like this is not this is not safe. This is, it's like every single documentary well, I see about a surgeon or a doctor that's messed or up. Or like COVID where all of yes. these scientists were like, hey, maybe we should try to do preventative measures because this thing could happen and no one wanted to spend mm-hmm. any of the money or resources or time. Yes, yeah. to do it. Or they, 
effort. Mm -hmm. And now here we are. Here we are. Yeah, exactly. I think we were all just so, so tired of stuff like that over the years that this was like a microcosm of all those things at once. Rich, like entitled, stupid, like boldly stupid. Especially because we've all worked. And I feel like this as like everyone in America, it was just dealt worked with, with the public yes it dealt with capitalism have worked at a company or had a job where the system is broken and they've tried to speak up and say something they know what's wrong and no one listens to them no one in power listens to them and no one and they just ignore and ignore until the system finally breaks and everyone's fucked and they're like mm-hmm. okay fix it like, or here we could have never seen this coming, coming. yeah it, it screwed all you guys in unprecedented since, time but yes. since i have so much money i can cover myself yes and that was one of those moments the microcosm of the system breaking means you you die yeah and you don't even have a body to recover because you're yeah. you're freaking noodles boo you're noodles and on top of all this can we just let the poor souls that passed in the titanic <laughs> rest yes leave her alone <laughs> she is so tired that was my, one of my favorite memes was like all the, the ghosts you know the ghosts are like what's that you got why are you dressed like that <laughs> oh it was that why your clothes look like that <laughs> oh oh my god okay so this is related, but not exactly. The orc is attacking oh, folks. This Gladys. is Rocky's favorite. I love Gladys. Gladys is our queen. We love her. Yes, I'm obsessed with her. I think it was just another caveat of like, Etheridge. Eat like, they're finally, karma's coming for them, and we're seeing it and in this way, and it's actual nature coming to coming take to their rudder them. take that rudder down they yes. can't they can't pay someone to drag them to the shore without a rudder well and they're not attacking the kayaks or anything it's just yeah. the yeah. ships and, and and that is just so telling because it's very clear that something traumatizing happened mm-hmm. because of those ships and now they're out for revenge mm-hmm. uh, gladys being like you did the thing and I'm gonna and I'm spreading the word. Yes, I'm spreading the word. And I think she is such a she is such a queen for that. Because I also think that a power that women have is sharing information and that is how we take down systems. And I just feel like Gladys really knew what she was doing when she started sharing her gifts with her pods and like taking down the systems with her 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 we truly appreciate it. So what we're we saying here her. is she's days and gays. Gossip is good. Don't let a man Gossip tell you otherwise. Gossip is powerful. Especially because this year, and I don't know if it's on your list, but this year, the orca that was trapped in the sea world that they hadn't released. Thought it was in Canada been, in like one of, like not truly sea world, but another one of yeah, the marine parks. They were just, was trapped in this tank and <sighs> they kept on trying to get her, the, the orca transported and the orca passed away and now it's just a dolphin there yeah and it's so it's just so horrible because it's like these companies have the ability to release and free them and they're not they're like oh it's too hard to do it we don't like and and again here's where the people rallied and like donated to free them so they they the people fully invested to to have this orca freed. And where did and, the money yeah. go? All that to say, Rocky got me an orca Christmas ornament and she's over there. Hi. We love her. Hi, Gladys. We Gladys. Love her. 
Okay, so the next thing that happened in June, June's a big month, is the Maddie Healy rap boy phase Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Swift went through, where we were all just like, girl, no! Girl, no! We, we touched on the rap phase um, in our Taylor Swift t- top 20 yes. ranking episode. But I, now that we have the new timeline with Travis, I kind of think that was just like, let's fool around for a few weeks. And yeah, I don't think it was text- serious. Yeah, no. like... Well, because they ended up, they, uh, her and Travis ended up hanging out for the first time in July, according right. to her. So I think with Maddie Healy, she did start kind of, I think, I thought it was at the end of May, they broke up in June is what this was. Okay. So, yeah. And then this thing, Jonah Hill versus Sarah Brady, oh. the text messages oh. where he was like, oh. you're a surfer and I like that about you unless you're my girlfriend and then I think you're a slut, basically. Like, yeah, don't be who you are and because... It makes me so sad because I love I'm Beanie. I'm insecure. I love Beanie too and she has nothing to do with this. It's like, just this is her just, brother so I'm always like, yeah, oh. Well, everyone might has a... I can't um, say anything. I was going to say, everyone has like a male like relative that they're like, mm. yeah. <laughs> you know? And if he, he showed his ass, dude, like the way that... Uh, this is what I loved about this summer is that as an elder millennial, especially like TikTok is not something that comes naturally to me. Me and TikTok really had a moment this summer with all these things happening. I really found my like corner and during all of these things, Ocean Gate, the Orcas and any Taylor Swift stuff, but the Jonah Hill stuff was hilarious on TikTok. Yeah. I think it was just nice to see that people weren't going to allow that bullshit anymore. Yeah. It was like a turning of the tide. That's exactly right. Because there are so many instances in the past where, and I know we're going to talk about this later, but like considering like Britney Spears and what she had to deal with, like where it was just how women were treated by these men were just very, it's just, it's very, it's just completely unfair. Mm -hmm. And the the way that Jonah Hill tried to spin it was like these are my boundaries. I, I've been going to therapy, and he yeah, he was is, weaponizing. Yeah, I would say it's the big like. trend of weaponizing yes. therapy language. And it was just so sad to see, and it was it was such a relief to know that people weren't going to allow that. No, yeah, they weren't gonna they weren't gonna accept the male narrative where a woman just needs to fold. Yes, and I like to say in this the year of barbie like yep. in in the year of our lord beyonce renaissance you know like mm-hmm. i feel like the reason like women are on top right now is because we are in the era of the tides turning in that regard like look at kiki palmer look at the sophie turner stuff we'll talk about those things but like those things were they were trying to push a narrative yeah. that worked in the past oh. and then this year in the year of barbie they were everyone was like no <laughs> and i love i love that for us i think it's also a changing of ties with receipts yes like it's so much easier to have them people are still stupid enough to say stupid things that can be traced back and so i think that's a big moment of like you know if you're like look we all have had those moments where you sit down with your friends and say can i be mean for a second but you know what if i've got to be real mean i'm calling you i'm not you're not getting this in a text message <laughs> well i'll say this too like i think that women have been so quiet for so long yeah. and had have thought oh i have to protect 
his image or like whatever it is that we are are told that or we're brought up socialized to like you know don't ever make him feel you know uncomfortable or like you know minimize his mistakes and like build him up whatever it is that that we're we're taught i think it takes a lot for some women who are whoever for people who have been eating that narrative and consuming it and thinking it's true to then be like well actually here's my side of the story so i think what's what's maybe a a real shift is that women are just saying you know what whatever and posting and saying here is the whole context and he can say that i'm crazy he can try to say oh she was just insane and like i i dumped her and she went crazy really this is why you're saying i'm crazy Mm -hmm. because you had bad behavior and for the first time people are like oh when he says she's crazy i bet it means a lot more in context yes. than it did before. And people are actually in the mainstream narratives and the media is starting to accept that. And that's it pretty makes cool me to also see. wonder like if it has to do with the changing of power dynamics, just because like the boomers are feeding out of technology and power is in the internet and our parents aren't in the spaces we are. So the discourse that Gen Z is having is being protected by the millennials who are also in that space. I do think because Gen Z has such a short, um, like view because they have lived, they're so young. Um, they're starting, they, they, it's hard for them to gauge so much of this and it's happening quickly, Mm -hmm. which is so exciting to see. And so we've been toiling as millennials and then like our, some of our older friends, Gen X ladies that I'm friends with, we've been toiling in this kind of spinning our wheels and with technology and things like TikTok. Now, all of a sudden the, 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 oh, I don't want to call it wokeness because everyone thinks that's stupid, but like, like the understanding of certain things, the, like the, the, the change of the tides and things is happening so much more quickly than than the toiling that we kind of had to go through and like obviously people older than us have toiled even longer mm-hmm. but it's the 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 traction is hitting we've spent our wheels a little and moved forward and now it's going and we're yeah. out of the, we're we're coming up out of this i believe this this rut um and so the kiddos are starting to see things that seem like it's been like that forever and we're like oh actually it's been good like this but only for like Gay marriage Since hasn't even been a legal child, in the United States for a decade. Yeah, it was 2015. So that leads us well into July. Barbenheimer. Yay! Oh. Let's talk about it. So Barbie, I was watching Barbie before y'all got, came over because we're recording this on December 15th. It's finally on HBO. I'm That's waiting wild. to stream it for so freaking long. And I love this movie so much. I remember watching it and being like, I immediately need everyone I know to see this movie. But I feel like the marriage of Barbie and Oppenheimer uh, online was hilarious. Like I never yeah. saw Oppenheimer. I didn't. I didn't either. I saw Oppenheimer. I will say I'm raising my hand. Like the, it was so organic, and I feel like mm-hmm. this is something where you really got to see um, uh, another aspect of like the power of the people because mm-hmm. you know there was this initially when. Uh, they were both going to be released on the same day. Um, of course, the producers of Oppenheimer were trying to push, you know, the producers of specifically Margot Robbie, like, hey, mm-hmm. you need to push 
back your day. You need to mm-hmm. change your date. And she's like, no. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, they You're thought, scared of our date. You change your date. They thought that it was, it wasn't going to be good. And, and it was going to cause like, they were both going to lose money. And really the, the public really allowed <laughs> for the space for both. Like, no, this I was could be like, fun. Yeah. I was like, well, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. I'm not trying to get into generational things, but that's like so millennial. Yeah. And then it's Barbie, which like, and it's specifically like the pink Barbie from like my, like I, what I feel yeah. is our childhood. That's super millennial. I found and my what, rollerblade Barbie when I went oh. home this summer. And what else is more millennial than being a weird cinephile online? Yes. That's so millennial. So like, I feel like it was the perfect storm for people to make it a big event. And so many people did. They went and dressed and had like a, co- they had like a costume change in the middle yes. of the day. They were like, this is my Barbie outfit. And then they were like, this is my open eye wrap. Or they did like both, like half also, and half or... There, it had been, it, it, there had still been, it, since COVID and everything, it, it still had been a while for the movie theaters to really, like, go back to normal. And I feel like totally this was, right. like, the first instance where you really got two big box office. It was the first instance of, like, a blockbuster. Yeah, it was since, like, since before COVID. A theater event. Yeah. And I was so psyched. Like, I dressed up for Barbie. I yeah. dressed in pink. I put a freaking scarf in my hair y'all like i hadn't done that since 2019 yeah it was just it was so much fun for i think it was for star wars which was really disappointing oppenheimer was great it was very nolan-y some people think he's a really good filmmaker i think that he just he's fine i made a tiktok about how i feel like there's a cadence and a rhythm to a nolan film yeah and i don't mean that in a good way. I don't mean it as a knock either. I just mean you can tell it's a Nolan film. Absolutely. Because everything is a monolith of this is how he writes dialogue. And anyone could say it. That wasn't Florence Pugh. That was a Nolan female character. That wasn't Emily Blunt. It was a yeah. Nolan female character. Like, and it just, the way that everything was edited together, I was like, those aren't film edits. There's just a Nolan edit. And to me, if I'm watching it and I can hear Inception and Batman Begins and The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises and Inception and all of these things all at the same time, instead of it feeling like I'm watching Oppenheimer, to me, that's distracting. Anyways, that's how I feel about Oppenheimer. Um, that truly is a tangent because neither of you have seen it, well, so no one can even respond. But I but, understand, though, because I, I, I feel like from what I've heard about Oppenheimer, especially the just just the filmmaking and everything, it I was like, oh, yeah, I can see this. I And I think it's, there is such a pattern that now it's like, you almost can know what's going to happen. What scene you're going to see next? Mm -hmm. What, what, what dialogue is going to be next? It's. Well, and you know exactly how deep a character each woman's going to be. Exactly. And so I feel like it can get boring because it's like, okay, you know the pattern. Yeah. And so it, you don't even know the storyline because you just know what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and I, I won't say it wasn't beautifully shot. Like there were beautiful images and Killian Murphy was incredible. And I will watch it again. Um, but I will say obviously it liked Barbie a lot better. I thought it was, it broke new ground. I thought it created more conversations. I think 
Oppenheimer wanted to create conversations, but I don't feel like it had a lot to say that was very clear. Yeah, and I feel like Barbie, especially, I mean, there are so many aspects of Barbie we could go into, but Mm -hmm. I think even just the character of Ken and (laughs) what he did, I think that was so important, that, that aspect of understanding the patriarchy mm-hmm. and what it can do yeah. to good men. To good men. Thank you yes. for saying that because it's like Ken got one taste of patriarchy and he immediately was like, oh, this is easy for me, so I'm doing it. Even if I don't really like it, I'm going to do it because it is easy. Yeah. And I've witnessed that in my life. Men that I really loved that said they loved me and respected me when it was easier for them to side with the patriarchy and screw me over yeah. than to be a good man. They chose the patriarchy. And men who might have you know have some infatuation with women mm-hmm. and become insecure and what the pa- patriarchy can do to that like mm-hmm. to do, can do to them and how they treat women to, and I, punish women yes for that. and i exactly. think it was just it was such it was uh, yeah it's just so i think every aspect of the barbie movie was so good and i'm so glad that it came out in this summer also, I didn't have to turn the brightness up on my TV to see it. Yeah. And we love that. That's not something that Nolan usually no. loves. No. <laughs> like... um, okay, so the next thing that happened in July was the Kim versus Courtney phone call. <laughs> Y'all, oh, the, wow. the reason I put this on here is because I remember having a really serious conversation with Rocky, Instead including you. actually talking about their problems, Kim immediately tried to put it all on uh, Courtney mm-hmm. and be like, well, you've you've isolated yourself, and uh, we're all concerned for you. It's your you are the one with the you're problem. the problem. Instead of everyone else in the family who hasn't gone to therapy, right. except for Courtney. Exactly. And Courtney is the one that's actually trying to ask these questions and, mm-hmm. and like has tried to get her family to go to therapy to heal, like mm-hmm. she's been doing, and none of them do, and they just like act like. Courtney's the odd one out. Like she's and she freak. is because she's trying to extract herself from a toxic yeah. situation. She's like, I don't want to be on the show anymore because I want to be happy. And like Kim's like, well, I can't have that because I need you know yeah. money or whatever the, her motivation is. I just remember that hit it really hard, even if it's not true and fake because it's the Kardashians. It really made me sad to see. Also in July, Ariana Grande starts dating Ethan Slater. <laughs> I I thought that was a joke. Was that somebody at the door? Um, yes. I just got a package delivered. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I ser- I literally thought that was a joke. I was like, that that can't be. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> there's no way. Hero. Oh man. Well, wait till you sit back down because I have no, a. No, don't keep talking. It's okay. I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> I knew you would. Um. One. As the one person on this couch who I think has actually listened to the SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical album. um, I've listened to it, but not multiple times. Really fucks with a couple of the songs. I was really sad to be like, oh, you're evil. You're still just a white man. Mm -hmm. And how long have we waited for this damn wicked movie and mm-hmm. you put this tent on it? I know. Like, how dare you both take this from me and Cynthia Erivo? We've been waiting for 22 years, yeah. as long as wicked has existed. <laughs> and like, Cynthia Erivo didn't deserve this. Jonathan Bailey didn't deserve this. It's like, kind of like when West Side Story came out and yes. then it came, and then like the main character was accused of sexual assault or something. Right. I would just like, 
This is, I mean, at least like Ethan Slater's playing Bach, who sucks anyway. Yeah, Bach is pretty annoying. So, but it was just one of those where I was like, Ari, Ariana, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just, SpongeBob? I just remember, I didn't know who this dude was. So I looked him up on YouTube and I heard his SpongeBob laughed. And no. I was just like, and just imagine her fucking that <sighs> laugh. And I was like, this is. Awful. No. <laughs> but Twitter said that when people were acting shocked about it, Twitter was like, guys, come on. This is just theater class. And I yes. was like, that's true. That's exactly what's happening here. Like well, Because of the, the top men in Wicked that were filming were him and Jonathan Bailey. Jonathan Bailey's gay as hell. Yeah. So, like, who are you going to pick? And what he did, what Ethan Slater did to his wife at the time, yeah. who had stayed in the New York to take care of their child. That was a moment in time when everyone was like, for real? <laughs> but it is drama. Like, it is theater class. It's theater class. It's like Glee Club, where, like, the weirdest dork gets to be with, like, the cheerleader. Yes. It's that. It is exactly yeah. that. Okay, are we ready for August? Oh, wow. Okay. My favorite thing... Okay, we're only halfway through. It's We're an hour and 15 minutes in, so this is fun. Um, okay, so one of my favorite things that happened... No, it's not. You guys are getting a whole long ass episode. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Montgomery Riverfront Brawl. Yes! Oh, hit that man with a chair. Hell yeah. Okay, it, they hit a woman with a chair. Woman, sorry. And this is, this is the thing about that. We were talking about... The I just remember after that happened, we were at a store and you found a little folding chair, like a miniature, and yeah. you had to get it. I bought it. <laughs> I had to buy it. We I were at Daiso. We were at, we we were at Daiso. Daiso. We went to H Mart and we went to others. So I want to say that the, when we talked about the turning of the tides of the narrative for women, this is a huge moment in the turning of the tides for like stories about race and yeah. how... It was such an incredible moment for everyone to watch because we were like, oh my God, are they're going to get in trouble? Like, I'm scared for the police to come and break yeah. this up because are they going to believe that what actually security happened? Guard. Yeah, like, well, he, and then he, did you guys see the TikToks where he, the security guard he threw his, his hat and then they changed the hat into the bat signal <laughs> and then everyone jumped in. Y'all, if you have not, if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, please look up. The Montgomery Riverfront brawl. It, you can't have possibly not heard of this, but it was the insane. tweets that day were top notch because everyone was like, tweets everyone knew at that moment Twitter, he threw that hat and TikTok. was done. It was so incredible. But this whole these two horrible drunk white men who apparently like terrorized this port all the time were just gonna leave their boat, and the security guard was like, "You can't do that." And the security guard was a black gentleman. And he was like, you can't do that. And they were like, we're doing it. And they were just like, they just like walked off. So he went over and he was going to kind of scoot their boat out of the way or something. And so they came and they tried to jump him. And so this man got ready to fight these two men by himself by throwing his hat <laughs> straight into the air. And when that started happening, all of these people around who were also black saw that he was in trouble and they like, 
There was someone nicknamed Aquaman. He jumped he into jumped the water. Off of the ferry. In, in, yeah, he jumped off the boat into the water and jumped up onto the pier. And he swam so fast. He was, like, I, he was Aquaman. Like, and then all of these other people came. The, a man with the eventually with the folding <laughs> chair hit this other woman who's a, this woman who was trying to like like the wife or the mom oh my god it was so crazy and at the end of the day the two white men who were being who were assaulting this poor security guard were arrested and everything was fine and and i was just like this is so nice to see because it's the opposite of what we're used to seeing because we and we were i remember when that happened i was so afraid watching it thinking Oh no, the police are gonna come and they're gonna start. Yeah. Something bad is gonna happen uh-huh. to the security guard, to these people who came to his aid. And I, it was just so nice to see that. No, that's not what happened. Yeah. I was like, yeah. even the police were like, well, you shouldn't have charged him. Like, yeah, and I think the police had dealt with these two guys before. Mm-hmm. They were like, well, you guys are a menace. We're taking you in. And so I, it just was so nice to see. Yeah. I wish I could be as funny as the people who are making the TikToks. Yes. These, the, the amount of talent yeah. and like, it was so, it was just chef's kiss. Beautiful, a beautiful moment. On, on TikTok. Okay, this is also when we got Trump's mugshot. Ah, uh, oh, what a night. <laughs> what a night. I remember sitting up waiting for it because I was messaging you and it was like, the mugshot hasn't dropped yet. The mugshot. And you were like, I don't want to see his face ever again. I was like, please do not text me his face. And then I was laying in bed reading my book and I get a text from Audrey and it just said, it dropped. <laughs> I was trying to be a good friend. And I immediately got on the phone with Tucker. We love a messy FaceTime phone call. And we just screamed into FaceTime for like 30 minutes. Because we were like, my dude, everybody knows you don't look down when you take a picture. Like, you gotta, you gotta, we're we're not blessed with not having that extra chin, sir. We gotta look up. We gotta look up, my, my dude. <laughs> my good bitch. <laughs> he just, I just remember like a fake mugshot drop. Like, that's how much people wanted this mugshot. And I was just yeah. like, you're living your life wrong if everyone is excited to see your mugshot it's the same as when he got covid everyone was rooting for him to die like it's you're living wrong if everyone's just rooting for your 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 slow painful we we lit candles that was also a moment on twitter i would say okay the next one maybe only us care about the return of samantha jones oh oh my gosh with that call it's sex in the city well she like y'all kelsey's face was like "Um." i just remember after the first season i was like i am not gonna watch the second season the first season was terrible and then the second season was worse yeah and then i was and then i heard that samantha jones was gonna come back and i was like okay damn i have to watch the second season and i mean i don't know if it was worth just that phone that brief phone call but it was still so nice to see her and it, you just realize, okay, this is what was missing. Yeah, and, she's everything. Yeah, and I, they all they try to replace her with all these different characters, and it just you can't replace Samantha Jones. You can't. You can't. She's iconic. No, you're right. That uh, and just like that is one of the worst shows I've ever 
watched and will never not watch. Like, yeah. it's the worst show I every, I will watch. Every season, after every season, I'm like, I do not want to watch the next season. And then I just do it because it's, you just have to hate watch you it. You have to see it. Okay, another amazing thing that happened in August was Scooter Braun's client exodus. Oh my gosh. That was so crazy. Now, I know people were trying to be like, it isn't that big. Like, this is just, y'all are blowing it out of proportion. It's not a thing. Like, contracts just go in waves and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like it might be karma. Like It was absolute karma, especially mm-hmm. because not only, like, Dem- Demi Lovato left and she did her own re- re-record yes. for her album. Her rock which album. Which was so great because I remember initially when all that went down, she, like, defended him. Mm-hmm. And so it was so great to see that. Like, finally, and I don't know whatever happened, it was... You know Taylor getting to support Demi mm-hmm. at the at the VMAs and Demi getting to like leave that mm-hmm. awful man. It mm-hmm. was, yeah, it was just so nice to see. Which if people are saying like it just happened, contracts expire. If all of your big talent yeah. contracts expire in the same week, you're a bad manager. Yeah. Also, why are none of them renewing? Like, right. There's a reason. Also, I know for a fact one of the reasons that Ariana Grande dipped. Ariana, during her whole, like, cheating scandal, called Scooter and was like, dude, help. And he was like, I'm on vacation. I deserve a vacation. I'm not going to help. And she was like, ah, like, that's his job is, like, to help be her manager. Mm -hmm. And he was like, nah. And so she was like, At least he could just put her in touch with a crisis person. Well, he did not. (laughs) Okay, September. The Joe and Sophie Turner split. Mr. Perfectly Fine. Mm. (laughs) Not fine. Uh, Who among us is a Joe girl? It would be me. <laughs> we are Sophie Turner fans in this house. I have a lot of conspiracy theories about Joe and Sophie. Like, Ooh. I do. I think that they liked additional people in their I have uh, that. night runnings. Um, <laughs> I've heard that they've had mm-hmm. some threesomes. Yeah. Yes. I've heard that. Yeah. That's pretty widely believed. Yeah. Um, I think... Both of their teams are very good at what they do because that's why we got Are they? Because what Joe did was so stupid and everyone turned on him. (laughs) So I would say you're wrong. (laughs) But I'm on a different side of TikTok than y'all. I'm on Jonas Brother TikTok. Okay, but I'm on normal TikTok. What the rest of the world thinks. Because... And the whole world was like... He's definitely just trying to trash his, his girl to make himself look better and it makes him look worse. Yeah. I um, I don't think either of them were perfectly right. I don't think either of them were great. I think Joe was an idiot. I think but you're a Joe girl and I it's am. showing right now. This is another one of those examples that I was going to say of the narrative shift that yeah. we were talking about. Where before it did it did work. Like with, with yeah. Justin Timberlake. It worked in the past and his team was like, this will work. We're going to leak these stories. We're going to have you do a pop walk with your you babies when you used to never do this with the Nana or the nanny or whatever. Yeah. And it's going to look like poor Joe by himself. And people are going to be like, yeah, that's really transparent. We can tell well, this is bullshit. And there's all that um, that media, that news about about Sophie being a bad mother, being going out and drinking. And Which all. I she's do think was bullshit. I think yeah. that was but postpartum. She's literally like, wor- absolutely. Also, she's literally working in England. Like, yeah. that was why. Yeah. Like, it was, she, like, it was 
all, the whole timeline that they tried to build was people just like fact checking and being like, it actually was this. It was actually yeah. this way. It was actually this and way. And I think that that's what was so great to see because it, in More another time, time, and we've seen that with Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears, yeah. how a man can frame that, that story to And that becomes attack. the entire... Yeah. yeah. Like, and people weren't going to have it. People, Queen of the North, they were like, nope. Nope, there's something wrong here. This yeah. is bullshit. Well, my favorite thing that came out of that is like people being like, you know what, Sophie Turner, sorry, but Sophie Turner always was cooler than him. I mean, she and, was. And he can't deal with it. And he <coughs> he is always going to be, he's going to be like a Joe Alwyn, where like yeah. it's a burden that my girl is such a bad bitch and I can't handle it. Yeah. So I have to try to make her smaller. And once she realizes, you know what, I don't have to be small, then she's Taylor Swift. Like, yeah, yeah. I will say, out of all that happened from this, I was just so grateful to see um, Sophie and Taylor. That was that, that was, was my back my phone background for a while because I was like, ah, was, they're together. This is. Amazing. I was like, that's that's the couple that like, I need to see. Me too. I was like, now now kiss. But also, I was just like, this is the best way to. This is the pettiest way to get back is to be like, who's her his most powerful ex. I'm gonna. That's my girl. Who has now. called him out multiple times? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not not a bop. Like, love that, love that. Okay. Another thing that happened in September. Sorry, there's so much Taylor Swift, but like, we are Swifties here. Um, I mean, this was. She is the person of the year. So. She is Times Person of the Year. So in September, Taylor attends the Chiefs game for the first time. Yeah. And that's when everyone was like, "What? That's that's when we're like, okay, I guess we're gonna start caring about football." Yeah, that's I was like, when- I wasn't sold. Because I, I was like football. My whole life was I football. Know. My dad was a football coach. Me growing up, I work in high school, and football is just everywhere because we're in Texas. So I wasn't sold on him for a, like at least a month and a half. I think maybe a little less. But I am I'm on board now. I love them so much. Now. There was book drama regarding her attending the first Chiefs game. Book drama. Yes. Tell us about that. This so, is our resident book talk expert. There was an author who literally basically wrote Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey fan fiction and was speculating about their sex lives and all of these things in this book. And it wasn't like inspired by because this is not bashing any authors who've done a pop star, rock star, romance novel or NFL or anything like that. But this was a... It was up for less than a week, and then she pulled everything for it. The book has disappeared oh. into the ether. We Dang. don't, like, it is gone. But it was very, like, slutch. I tried to read, like, a chapter of it, and I was like, this is bad. How like, can it be about sex and be slut-shamey? That's because it was, like, she was vapid, and she just needed him to, and, like, it was very much, like, she needed Dang. him to further her career. Ew, and like, what? No. All of this. And I could be slightly speaking out of turn. Most of this I'm getting from discourse because I tried to read it and it was awful. Like I got Dang. maybe 10 pages into it. And I was like, there is not a single part of me that wants to read this. I would rather read Twilight. <laughs> no. So oh, come on now. <laughs> um, That's, you know, that was that book talk. But I remember mm. that because I remember seeing it and being like, Oh, I'm so ready for the books that are going to come from this. And then something terrible came. Right? Yes. Now, I do think that next year, when it's been a bit more fleshed out, we will have a actual good like pop star 
athlete romances. It really, they do take pictures sometimes that you're just like, I think I sent one to you where mm-hmm. I was like, this really looks like the cover of like a holiday Hallmark movie yeah. or yeah. something. Like it's, they're very Next cute. year, all of the Hallmark Christmas movies oh, yeah. are going to be like... Um, it's, it's Thanksgiving. It's football season. And tucked in with the tight end or something a, like she's that. She's a hometown girl. Yeah, it's so funny. You're or totally he's right. like the high school quarterback that moved she on to the NFL. Short, short. Oh, I can't sing it. I don't own that. She'll sue me. My mother will sue us if I sing it. <laughs> okay, so in October, Beyonce attends the Eras Tour movie, oh. which... So iconic. Our worlds collided. Yeah. We love we love our Queen Bee. We love Taylor and well, we love seeing ladies supporting each other. Yes, and they really took control of that narrative. Mm-hmm. Which was so Again, great. The narrative being reclaimed. Because, you know, so many people were trying to pit, you know, Beyonce fans, you know, you know, against Swifties and everything, and it's just like, no. Like you can like both and they can they support each other. And I just love that they're like, yeah, this is this is how it is. Like, we're not about, mm-hmm. you know. There's, I just, I, it was just so great to see. I love them together, and this is also the month that Britney Spears book dropped. Oh. I listened to it in a day and a half. Me I know too. you did the same thing. Michelle Williams, iconic. Wish she could Bushes, have been nominated Bushes. for. Bushes, Bushes. I wish she could be nominated for a Grammy for that line alone. <laughs> that book. It's, okay, so I've said this before. I think she is the modern day Marilyn. Oh, like absolutely. Like what the media and public has yeah. and Hollywood has done to Britney Spears is exactly what happened to Marilyn Monroe. Uh-huh. Just she didn't get killed. She has survived it so far at least. And reading that book really made me feel that way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I agree. And I think it was just... Uh, you know, after having to see, you know, for, for so long she had to be silenced and we never knew if she would get a chance to tell her story or even if she would be in, um, in a good place Mm -hmm. to tell it. Um, and the fact, yeah. And the fact that she was able to was, I'm so glad for her that she finally got to say, um, you know, share that. And I, I hope it was very healing for her. And it was, it was really great to, to know that side and just really show just how completely sexist the, 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 well, just any time period, but specifically, yeah, the 2000s and really what was done and what the media did to her and yeah. what the men did to her. Yeah. Oh. And what the media allowed the men to yes. do and then like continue to like run with like yep. Diane Sawyer, that whole thing. I, I remember being, I was a, I was in high school, 2000 through 2004. And like looking back, I thought it, we were kind of feminist. And then yeah. now I'm like, this was worse than ever. Like, yes. it, this is so bad. And we sided with these horrible dudes. We were just like, without thought, without question or thought. And I think what's so, I think it's good to know, like, Justin, it, it was vindicating to me yeah. because I've always hated Justin Timberlake. Yeah, me too. But I was just like, uh, yes, this makes sense. Like, I hate that guy and he's always sucked and I'm glad to know like these things about it but also it made me think about what i was doing back then and how 
messed up it was that I really bought into all those really damaging narratives. Well, and how full circle that the same month was the month that Taylor and Beyonce went to the Eras tour. Because actually, me and Tucker were talking about this the other night of the Britney and Christina rivalry and the way the media pitted them against each other. And and they were so, they really didn't have an issue with each other, but Britney was supposed to be this like wholesome down to earth. And Christina was this like dirty, like rebel person. And they pitted them against each other. And in changing the narrative, we also see that now women are changing. Mm -hmm. You're not going to pit us against each other. We're not. So just a full circle moment. You're totally right. Cause it was like, you can only, there can only be one. It can be Brittany or it can be Christina or it can be Mandy or it can be Jessica. It can't be all of them. What more than one woman? Like, and I just, I'm just so grateful that women are telling their stories now. I think that's what what it comes down and to. Mm-hmm. What was so great about the about Britney's book was also all the receipts that came back for Justin Timberlake. All of the old interviews, all of the old mm-hmm. um, performances that he did. And <laughs> that was how a- embarrassing they all were. And, the, we, and didn't Azealia Banks like hop on Twitter and was like, yes, let's yes, take him down. And yes, I was like, oh, we're yes, done now. Yep. <laughs> I love that. I think she also had a really funny tweet back when Taylor was dating Maddie Healy. Yeah. Yes. She's it like, was funny. I do stop. have a theory for 2024 regarding Justin Timberlake. What do you think? Because, you know, we're, we're entering the Britney's karma era. Like, her dad has yes. lost his leg. Yes, goodbye like, leg. <laughs> I think 2024, Jessica Biel will leave Justin Timberlake. Please. I think there will be a divorce. I really think we'll see. We're already starting to see it with him having to use in sync for the Trolls yeah. 3 movie yep. to become relevant again. Yeah, it's so it's so gross that he was like, I'm too good for you guys for so long. And now, yes. now he's like, well, now that I need you, I guess I'll do it. So yes. I really think 2024, like if we were doing a 2024 bingo, that's on my bingo. Yep. I think they will either separate or get a divorce and we'll start to really see the complete dissolution of his career. Audience, watch this space. We'll see what, what comes from this. This will be my callback. This will be our callback. <laughs> I, I hope it happens because it couldn't happen to a better guy. He sucks. Okay, this one's very sad. Matthew Perry passed away in uh, October. Uh, On Halloween weekend. Yes, oh. I was out. I was dressed as Pearl from the movie Pearl. And I was on the sidewalk. I was waiting for Stacy to cross the street. We had to break through a parade. And so I was on one side and she hadn't broken through the parade yet. And I was checking my phone as she was trying to cross the street. And I remember going, holy shit. And it was a post that said Matthew Perry had passed away. And I was like already kind of drunk because I had already been out for that evening. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't feel anything right now. But I know tomorrow this is going to suck. I remember thinking that. And I think I sent in the chat. I think you had a migraine that night. Yeah, so so I didn't even even know until maybe a week later. I was like, holy shit. She was in it. She was having a bad brain time. I was dressed as Abby Lee Miller. Yes. So I was uh, a little less glamorous. I was at a house party, though. And I looked down because... My friend was, we realized we needed to move her Ouija board. And I was like, I don't fuck with this shit. And so I was like, Matthew Perry just died after we had touched the Ouija board, which this is not, that is not to say, but it was just one of those, like, we've been drinking, we're moving a Ouija board. It was a full moon. It probably felt really, yeah, it was a full moon. It was a wild moment. I grew up watching Friends. I remember, like, my parents watched it. It it started in 94. And so I was nine years old when it came out. 
And so I didn't watch it all the time, like obviously because it wasn't very, it wasn't appropriate for a kid that young, but like it was my whole life. And I remember really getting into it when I was in middle school. And then when we graduated, me and Rocky graduated in 2004 and the finale was like the May of our graduation. Yeah. And we watched, I watched it at your house with, with your mom and like your friends do you remember yes i do and i i it's that show was a show where i when we used to buy box sets of things instead of before everything was streaming i had every box set i knew every word i could to this day you could say a line to me and i would know exactly what episode it is i love it so much and so i was right the next morning i woke up and i i immediately started crying because i i remembered Cause the rest of that night like was a blur. Like we were we were in the neighborhood downtown. We were on Cedar Springs in Dallas, and we were just we were having drinks and we were having fun. And I was like, I can't process this right now. And so the next morning, it all hit me yeah. all at once. And um, as much as I love Chandler, you know, I I have so much empathy for a person who struggles with addiction. Yeah. And um, as someone who's lost someone um, that I love very much uh, to addiction. And so I was just like, it hits me every time I see something like that um, happen to someone who struggled in that way. Um, so that was, I had to include that in this, even though it's a bummer because that was such a moment. It was so sad to yeah. me. Which, if you need a lovely tribute to Matthew Perry, Zach Efron is on his Iron Claw tour. I saw. And he talked about the things he learned working with Matthew Perry on 17 again. Precious. And, and it he, was just such a really wonderful yeah, tribute. He also shouted him out at his star, his Hollywood yes, star. Speech, yes. It was just so sweet. Um, Because I do think Zach Efron. We are a Zephron family. We are a Zephron family. We love him. I, so November, we're two two months to the end, and I tried to fill December as best I could. We're we're recording this on the fifteenth, so we're only halfway through December, but I tried. Okay, so in November is when Karma is the guy on the Chiefs happened. Uh, yeah. Oh, shout out to that moment. <laughs> that was such a pure night on the internet. I actually tweeted about it. I was like, everyone is having a meltdown for the most pure reasons because we're so just sweet. so happy that she's happy. But his reaction was yes. so cute. Yes. And her dad. Like, 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 I think that was the moment. That was the night that really sold me on him. Like, I was mm. just like, okay, he is there and he is actively supporting her. He's and dancing. He, he's like he's enjoying dancing, himself. Singing. Yeah, and he's interacting with the fans. Like he's not hiding or you know skulking Mm-mm. around and like mm-hmm. looking annoyed. <laughs> like Joe. Yeah, and it was just so nice to see someone like a man supporting their their woman and like being so proud and happy. Yeah, and not threatened. Not yeah. annoyed, but like, and then that's one of the things too. One of my favorite things about the reaction is that Travis like covered of his face, like yeah, he was he like covered his little cheeks, uh-huh. like he was like. Ah! But I have talked about this before that the song "Peace" is a song that I was always just like, this is such an interesting song because like, yeah. what is this about? But it's obviously like I've always known what it's about. It's that she is a superstar, and anyone who's with her like is never going to have a peaceful existence. And I always thought that was such a sad song. She wrote it for Joe because Joe is like, yeah, it's really annoying that you're who you are and yeah. you're always going to bring this burden with you. And I feel like with Travis, he's celebrating that. In no way is what she is a burden to him. In fact, it is something that is exciting to him. Yeah. And I love that quote from, he did like an article um, where he was like, 
he basically, he didn't shade Joe, but he basically was like, I'm not running away from any of this. She has to deal with all this stuff and the paparazzi and all of this attention. So I better not be the one acting all weird about it. And I was like, yes, yes, sir. Like, exactly. Like, you are not supposed to be the weirdo. Like, that mama, she raised two good boys. And this, this is why I was not sold on him at first because I was like, this is a footballer. He's rich. He's a Super Bowl champion. I do not trust him. He is steeped in a toxic masculinity like stronghold, which is the NFL. I do not trust this. I don't know. And what really sold me on Travis was seeing that he does not buy into that, that he is wholesome, that he and his brother like value the women in their life and celebrate the women in their life. So the next thing that happened in November is that Harry Styles shaved his head. Ugh. I forgot okay, about that. Okay, did you that. see the video of the cat in the basket, the bicycle, the bicycle basket with its owner riding around and it sees Harry Styles with his new girlfriend with the shaved head and the cat hisses at Harry Styles. No! I just thought it was funny because... That's when he just shaved his head, and so, like, the cat hissing at Harry Styles was, like, everyone's reaction to him shaving his head, like, no, don't, why did you do this to yourself? I don't get it. Like, people think that he's so attractive, and I understand it, but I do think a lot of that is in his hair. Yeah, (laughs) He looks like a sphinx cat. Oh, no. I can see that. Okay. He does. Like, thing. they have the same facial it's, structure. It's it's his hair at that specific length. Yeah. Because his hair in, um, what's what's the, the, the darling? Don't worry, darling. Mm-hmm. When it's actually him is terrifying. I'm like, nope. He, nope. Like, him and, like, it, it, like, towards the end of that movie, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I do not like this version. It's really only him with this haircut. All right, December. This is our final month, guys. Time person of the year. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. That poor anyone listening to this who doesn't care about Taylor. She's kind of like, she is the person of the year just because we no one could stop talking about her the whole time. She brought her cat to set yeah. <laughs> and got a photo with her cat. I mean, her one rescue cat. And what gorgeous. I love about that is I saw then after, after she had that photo with her with the cat, Every cat owner tried to like mimic that, and it just oh, to Stephen show, Ray Morris from My Favorite Murder did that. Yeah, just to show how difficult it is to actually get your cat to do that. Like, that's skill. I, okay, so George Santos was expelled from Congress. <laughs> yes, Queen. <laughs> oh my god! What an evil gay. <laughs> he is an evil gay. And four hundred dollars for a cameo? You could. He's really, he's really don't making the best him. of it. <laughs> he really is. And there are people dumb enough to give him money. Yeah. And it's like, don't. He's a horrible transphobic yeah. piece of shit. It was funny, like, the first few times where it was like, George Santos is on Cameo. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, guys, like, it was funny for the first 10 times. Let's stop giving him money. Yeah, when I thought he was charging, like, $20, like, a washed up reality he's star. He's too fancy. There's no way he'd be charging that little. <laughs> I mean, rents do, rents do. But uh, there's... More interesting people I'd rather have on Cameo. This next one's really, really, really sad. Andre Brower passed away. 
this week. He literally passed away this week. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is my comfort show. Me too, me too. I watched it from the airing of the pilot live. It was my show in college. That's like your scrubs. Yes, basically. That's what scrubs is for me. Um... And I really respected when they ended the show that they did because they said we so cannot good. continue painting we police in the light. We can't ha- make yeah. co- yes. propaganda anymore. Right. Yeah. And I, uh, they just nailed and the ending. Andre Brar was such a good Captain Holt. He was like... He was everything. It was the moment of like you could have a queer character on TV who wasn't a loud, crazy over extra like yeah. extra he wasn't a stereotype yes. he was like a fully fleshed out like you basically cool... had it swapped you had yeah. andy sandberg playing this extra crazy mm. off the wall kid on too much sugar mm-hmm. as a straight man and you have andre brower playing yeah. essentially the straight role but yes. he's he's a queer man. and i mean the first in a, episode in a, the pilot was so good where it was just like it's so be- y'all it is just such a good show yeah. and i loved him so much and and to think that he started like one of his big roles was in sitcoms alongside viola davis everyone like, that i saw like Giancarlo esposito posted everyone that i follow was just like devastated he's such a gift he's so incredible um and so beautiful. I did. There, there was an image I saw that I that I always loved seeing of him. Just um, it, he was. I think it's in black and white, and his smile is just vivid. Like it cuts through the image. You feel like he's there, and his eyes were sparkling. And that was one of the images that people were using as like a memorial. And I was just like, no. Joe Latrugio, who played uh, Boyle. Boyle. Had one of the sweetest memorials that I read because he said, I loved working with you. I love being your friend, but I also loved to hear about your favorite role of being a husband and a father and to know you was to know your wife and your three boys. Oh my God. Yeah. You can tell the impact he made on his co-stars because everyone who worked with him was just like, oh my God. You know, like I can't. And, um, that was something that Chelsea, um, said Chelsea Peretti said oh. that was something that the woman who played Amy I always forget her name oh, Melissa Romero yes and they both were both just like oh my god I thought that I was gonna see you again I really thought that and I, that hit me because I was just like mm-hmm. yeah you just you can't imagine losing someone all of a sudden in that way like it's just devastating anyways I don't want to end on a yeah. bummer so we've got two more things to talk about this has not yet happened but it is coming Okay. In December, Gypsy Rose Blanchard is being released from prison on December 28th. Put her in front of a mic. Put her. Oh, she's going to have a podcast. If you've never seen Mommy Dead and Dearest, absolutely go watch it. It's on HBO. It's one of the best true crime documentaries I've ever seen. Gypsy Rose is 100% a victim of Munchausen, probably the worst case almost ever on like record and she survived and she actually survived because she had her boyfriend murder her mom it's insane that's why she's in in jail and she has been in jail for years she's finally getting out i know it's like dubious to be excited about that but i fully believe this poor girl did 
did it in self-defense and like didn't I mean, have a choice her family is on like her, her yeah. sister's on tiktok where she's like mm-hmm. we are very happy yeah, for absolutely. gypsy to be well, free and, and she's to- also said like her life is better in prison than it was with her mom which is mm-hmm. horrifying yeah and that she's had the chance to be to just learn more about life and what's out there i mean i i think it's just it's so horrifying to see what what a human can do to someone mm-hmm. especially their child mm-hmm. and for their it, own yeah Ugh. and i'm just so relieved that she finally has an opportunity to live mm-hmm. to, to truly get and have life. a support system that yeah. wants to see her succeed because yeah. her dad wants to see her exactly. succeed like yeah her stepmom loves her yes. her sister and it's just i'm excited for her so that hasn't happened yet it's gonna happen in two weeks I am, we're rooting for her. Yes. I truly want to see her happy and succeed. And I'm going to follow her on TikTok. (laughs) Okay, the final thing we'll talk about, that's our final December things. We don't know what's to come except for that. Um, Our miscellaneous thing is watching Elon Musk ruin Twitter in real time. Oh, God. (laughs) Why does it feel like I'm logging onto a porn site every time I go to it? Because it's X. Dang. Yeah, you're, you're right. Like, I don't even think of it as X, though, because I would never dignify it with the idea that I But do you remember changed. the night that Zuckerberg decided to launch Threads? Yeah. Because that was a great night on the internet. That was really wholesome too. Oh, yeah. Especially because when we we while we were watching Musk destroy Twitter, we kept looking for other sites, other mm-hmm. apps we could use, and nothing nothing stood up to Twitter. And mm-hmm. so the fact that Ma- that Zuckerberg was like, okay, well, here you go. Here's something. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what? This is better. Thank you. As soon as like Twitter fully, I will be on Twitter till it collapses beneath me. I've been on since you 2009. Go down with this ship. I'm going down with this ship like Dido. And it is not because I like think it's great. I just at this point, I'm so curious what it's going to look like as it disintegrates into mm-hmm. the ground. You know, it's like an, it's like a quicksand kind of look. Slip. I went down with Neopets. I've <laughs> I will say we are watching the world burn. So it's like you're getting to watch something burn, but you're not like it's not really affecting you in this in this world. Yeah, like, it's not like in a way that's going to damage me. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I could see where it'd be fun. Like, I think, I'm not killing anyone on Twitter. My fa- what was hilarious for me being a developer was when they released their their code. They they published it on 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 GitHub, and it was all open source. And so then all these developers started just committing to the like adding different code just to just to see just to mess with it because we're just like okay we're watching it burn. Let's just add add flame to the fire. Let's let's go with it. And it was hilarious. But to see it from that aspect of like from the back end to see it kind of burn and be like, oh my gosh, they just replaced the code with Minecraft. Like, what the <laughs> oh hell? My God. Like, it was hilarious to see on that on that side. <laughs> We're gonna end this with what we each hope for in t- 2024. Oh, I already have what pop culture thing I'm looking forward to in 2024. Justin Timberlake's demise. <laughs> The Mean Girls movie musical. Yes. Oh, well, I want for Regina George to actually be queer in the, the mm, musical. I mean, I could see, which I think it's fantastic what Renee Rapp is doing, going back and doing this role with all the damage that the producers did to her yes, when yes. she was Regina on Broadway. 
I think it's funny that we're now getting that joke of like, we have a movie about a musical about a movie. Yeah. But, I mean, I think Renee Rapp is going to kill it. It's going to have a fantastic cast. I think it looks great. But I will be excited to see if she can pull that off. And I could see her doing it. I just feel like the energy she's already giving, it's queer. And she knows that Regina Doors is a lesbian. And so she's like, yes. This is what I'm emoting. I just hope that it's actually that. I would love that. Which, if anybody listening is like me and struggles to journal, please be like me and do what my therapist said and make your journal a burn book. <laughs> Ooh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, I don't really know. It's so hard because it's just like so much has happened and I feel like every time you're just like, wait, this is going to happen? Like, or you're just thrown for a loop. So... I have no idea, but um, I just hope that oh, we get to we get to enjoy life a little bit more. Yeah, um, maybe a little bit more lightheartedness on this yes, planet. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, uh, you know, getting to maybe travel and and not feel awful and terrible. So that's that's my hope for 2024. I want a new Lord album. I a huge Lord fan. Love her. She's been teasing new music at her um, show, so I want a new Lord album. And I kind of want the most Travis and Taylor stuff that they're willing to give us. I want to see them walking a red carpet together. That's what. That's a pop culture thing I'm hoping. I would for. love to see them at the Met Gala. Oh my God! Yeah. Stop! Please. Like, I would love, especially because there's. N- a man has never been with her on a red carpet, right? I, She's never mm-hmm. walked down a red carpet with a man. I don't think so. All right, we're done. We ha- How should we end it? Um, Bye. Yeah. <laughs>